Lisa Itell. Welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for Tuesday, April 4th, 2017. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic is fluid power to electromechanical migration, and I have the pleasure of speaking with someone I've known for a number of years, Jeremy Miller, product manager of linear mechanics at the Parker Hannafin Electromechanical and Drives Division. Today we'll talk with Jeremy about the ways Parker has solved customer problems and general trends that are driving the migration towards electromechanical. So Jeremy, thanks for talking with me today. Absolutely, I'm excited to uh, have a chance to talk with you. Cool. First, would you just tell us um, some of the major design objectives behind this migration? Um, When an engineer or OEM calls you to make a migration to electromechanical systems, what's what's behind that? Sure, Um, so there are a number of of key themes that people are asking about when when we're engaging in those conversations around Um, migration from fluid power, so whether that's hydraulic or pneumatic, into the electromechanical space. And I would say it varies tremendously by industry and by customer type. So depending on whether we're talking to an OEM or a machine builder or an end user, um, what's critical to them and what's driving that migration discussion um, is going to be very different. So things like maintenance reduction, um, how do I maximize my uptime on my equipment, my machinery, Um, is one critical theme. Another one might be flexibility. Um, How can I enhance the levels of control that I have within my equipment or perform other operations? Um, And another key theme that we hear a lot is energy efficiency. Certainly um, people are, plants are looking at reducing um, their carbon footprint. They're looking at reducing the overall energy um, costs that they're incurring. So any way that they can reduce overall operating costs on equipment is really an opportunity for them. So that's interesting. Tell me a bit more about that goal of increasing energy efficiency. Sure. So I guess perhaps one of the largest challenges that customers face is uh, with regards to operating cost um, and, and the overall energy usage. So you, you pair this with the, the focus that I just talked about on reducing carbon footprint, things like government regulation, and we start to see really why this migration path is appearing and why it is seeming to be more heavy interest than we've seen um, over the past several years. With respect to system level efficiency, we look at those three components or those three options, be it pneumatic or hydraulic um, versus electromechanical. Typically pneumatic systems are as low as 10% efficient, maybe 10 to 20% efficient. Hydraulic systems might be 40% efficient, whereas when we look at specifying electromechanical solutions, we're seeing efficiency levels upwards of 80 and 90%. So you can imagine how that then converts to overall savings. And one of the things we've been able to do is help our customers calculate the impact of that. So we look at things like what's the delta between the upfront cost impact of buying new capital equipment, because traditionally electromechanical solutions are more expensive, um, and we weigh that against looking at the overall energy savings um, based on that higher efficiency levels and the specific electricity cost and then other contributing factors will weigh in too like maintenance um, other things that really are relevant to that in many cases we'll find that the overall ROI um, for that additional cost incurred up front is within months to a year so to give you one specific example we recently had a customer that changed down an entire pneumatic line a line of pneumatic cylinders to all electromechanical cylinders and they were able to shut down one of the compressors in their plant and see an ROI for that upfront cost within about a six-month window wow that's a that's a quick return on the topic of higher controllability so this is touted as another benefit but 
how does that translate or what does it really mean to the end user? Sure. So um, generally when, when we think of electromechanical motion, we realize that we're able to achieve greatly improved levels of control. And, and we do this through more precise and, and really infinite positioning capability. Um, that it ends up equating to things like less scrap, better reliability, and more consistent product with overall improved quality. Um, so if we take that back to uh, an example of like a forming equipment, right? So maybe it's a packaging house that's, that's forming a product. Um, we can take that forming process and we can hold a much tighter tolerance over the end product. So not only is there less scrap because we have less material inconsistency, but we also are having material savings. So um, where they may traditionally, because of the tolerance of that forming process, they may have to make them oversized. Now they're getting much more precise about the, the, the uh, actual material use. So we can see overall savings from that. Um, it's a major benefit to be able to control to that high level. What are some other reasons to switch from fluid power to electromechanical technology? Sure. We also see a dramatic reduction in overall maintenance frequency and maintenance complexity. Um, when, when we talk about electromechanical motion. So all of these factors, whether it's energy or material consistency or complexity and maintenance, they all build this case around total cost of ownership. So expanding on that concept of maintenance, many electromechanical actuators that we manufacture are designed to run with minimal or even no maintenance at all. So if I use an example like our ETH electric cylinder, really there's only one preventative maintenance operation that we have, which is lubrication. And the intervals for those lubrication periods are designed to be very long in between. And then the pr actual process for lubrication is designed to be able to be done in seconds. Um, another example is our, our ETT tubular motor product, where there really are no moving bearing elements at all. So it's virtually free of any preventative maintenance, making it essentially a maintenance-free design. So a lot of the things that you're mentioning about the ETT and the ETH, um, this reduced maintenance, it sort of ties into the idea that um, a lot of designs nowadays need to also be cleaner and safer. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of people moving to electromechanical solutions in large part due to the concerns of that safety and overall cleanliness of the system. Um, you know, with electromechanical technology, there's really no concern for leaking of hydraulic lines or high pressure ruptures that can be extremely dangerous. We've also seen more recently environmental concerns. So where hydraulic fluid leaks um, may be associated to um, environmental contamination and, and the mitigation process that goes along with that can be not only very expensive, but there's potentially litigation that comes with that. So specifically, we look at that in things like mobile markets where that's really critical. If you don't mind, we might switch gears for a minute. Um, would it be all right if I asked you a couple questions about general trends? Sure thing. Do you see the same or more demand for motion designs offering design simplicity or even turnkey operation? Yeah, absolutely. So certainly as we see our customers like um, OEMs or machine builders, um, there's a major trend to outsource more of their engineering, right? And we see more of an emphasis from those customers looking to, to leverage that engineering resource or support from their suppliers, which reduces their overall cost and their complexity within the organization. Um, we've really been successful on capitalizing on this. 
um, and driving further into kind of complete system level solutions. So whereas um, Parker and our electromechanical products can certainly be looked at as a number of motion control components, we're combining all these components together and integrating them to provide really a, a complete turnkey solution for our customers. Um, this means combining multiple axes of actuators, motors and drives, and even the motion controllers that make them all work, building them out on framing and guarding, and then looking at leveraging the power of products like our automation controller, which not only um, controls those specific axes of motion, but also can control the entire machine. So now we're taking all of the I.O. points, bringing that back in, and doing kind of a seamless control of the complete operation. It really pulls a lot of that burden off of our customers and takes some of that integration work back on, on, on Parker's side. About 60% of what we do is our custom systems. So that allows us right off the bat to reduce that design complexity for our customers. So they might call in with a completely unique application um, that our standard products can't solve. And, and we'll leverage the power of our engineering resources to kind of, in many cases, build a ground up solution for them. And then we'll integrate all of those motion components that I talked about. In some cases, we can even build paneling and integrate really that complete solution. We also add an, a, a number of additional resources and services that we have here on site in our Irwin facility. Things like clean room rating. We have a, a clean room machine, so if we know um, this has to go into a clean room application, we can actually validate that specific product, that specific solution in their existing motion profile and application requirements and run it back and forth under those requirements and validate that it will meet that clean room spec. We also do things like error mapping. We have a complete metrology lab here on our facility. So we can build a, a high precision stage and then run it through an error mapping process where we get it as precise as it can possibly be out of the gate, provide the customer with that data, and now they have a high level of confidence that they can get the precision that we're saying it can achieve. That's so cool. Well, that's all the time we have. Jeremy, thank you very much for your time today, and thank you for listening. For more information, visit the Design World sites at motioncontroltips.com and roboticchips.com and visit Parker at parker.com slash EMN. Thanks for listening.